Welcome to StoryWise, the podcast designed to give you the in-depth story behind some of our top storytellers as a way to inform, motivate, and inspire you to believe that you too can make your dreams a reality. My name is Jen Grisanti. I am the Story Career Consultant at Jen Grisanti Consultancy, Inc., a writer's consultancy designed to help you accomplish your writing goals and reach your career destination through one-on-one consults, seminars, and teleseminars. And I am very excited to have with me as my guest today, Wes Nickerson, who is a writer on the hit TV show House of Lies on Showtime. Let me tell you a little bit about Wes. Wes went to NYU, where he studied film and television production, graduated in the spring of 2000, moved out to L.A. the following fall. First job in television was as a PA on the Lifetime show The Division, where he worked his way up to writer's assistant. Then he became a script coordinator on Entourage, where he was promoted to the writing staff, working his way up to executive story editor, most recently wrapped for season as co-producer on the Showtime show House of Lies. Wow. So this, you know what I love about this? So it seems like you graduated NYU and you came out here and it feels like you had one of those stories where everything kind of fell into place. Yeah, I did. You know, I was I was very fortunate in yeah. that regard. I mean, like uh, the two first major shows that I was on, um, you know, one ran for four years. Yeah. And then, you know, I got on uh, Entourage shortly after that, and that had, you know, a long run. So, you know, you hear all the stories about, you know, jumping from show to show the last yeah. six episodes or whatever, you know, and that certainly happens. But I was very fortunate that, you know, I was able to work my way up within a system that, you know, stayed around for a while. Yeah, a steady, secure show. Yeah. So speak about the idea of going from production assistant to writer's assistant. Mm -hmm. I know many people who are listening are either in that type of position and want to know how do you do it, uh, or other people who, who don't even have the job of PA but are wondering how do I get the job of PA. So I'd love for you to speak to how you got the job of PA and how you uh, moved from PA to writer's assistant. Well, I I first got the job as a PA because uh, my buddy, uh, Darren, was working on a show. Uh, He was working on The Division. Right. And, um, you know, he knew that I was looking for work, you know, just kind of anything to break in. And they were looking for a PA. So he said, you know, he recommended me and they brought me on kind of thing. So I think, you know, when you initially get out here, um, you know, I was very fortunate in that I moved out at the same time as a bunch of my friends from school did. So we all kind of were looking out for each other's back kind of thing. And so that's, you know, I think it's important if you don't come out here and have that situation, then, you know, you kind of meet, you know, people Mm -hmm. trying to do the same thing and doing the similar work. And it's just all, it's very much just kind of like word of mouth kind of thing because, Unless you've got, you know, unless you have a friend who can give you the heads up kind of thing, by the time you hear about a job, it's going to be too late. It's already going to be filled. Right. Because everything is just so, you know, in demand. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it, it is. Like, I, I look at people who are dying for the PA jobs and the writer's assistant jobs, and it, it almost makes me wish there were an easier way to yeah. get in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, and but, you know, it, it, it all kind of makes sense just in terms of, of you know, the amount of people who want to do it. Yes. And, you know, just kind of the... Versus the availability. Exactly. And it's like know. anything that is available, it goes immediately. Yeah. Even staffing this year. Like, yeah. I look oh, yeah. at it and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, you know, with being the writing instructor for Writers on the Verge, like, we're working on the idea of, you know, we go into every season hoping to get all eight staffed. And right. you hear about all these jobs that are available for a second, then they're gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, did anybody even get to go up for that? Or was that like, you know, did that just happen? It is it is a wild thing, the the, the game of musical chairs in this town. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, yeah, I mean, you can't come in with the attitude of, you know, especially if you're just coming in fresh of just like, you know, thinking that, 
you know, oh, I'm just going to move in and yeah. you know, get an agent and then I'll yes. start writing on a show. I mean, there is you, you, you need to be prepared to put in, you know, the, the time. Work. Yeah, the time and the how, work. How long were you a PA? I, well, <laughs> to, to completely contradict my last right. statement, I mean, I was a PA on uh, that show for a few months. Right. And then um, what happened with that show was, you know, I was kind of in the right place at the right time because right. they got picked up for a back nine. Right. And with that, um, they uh, put it in the budget that a couple of the producers, uh, non-writing producers, could have an assistant. Right. So I kind of moved into a producer's assistant position. Okay. And I did that on that job for a couple of years. And then in the fourth season, um, you know, I was still around and, and they knew that that I was a writer and that, you know, I wanted to get into the writing department. And when the uh, writer's assistant was leaving on that show, you know, they knew me, they knew my, you know, who I was and, you know, right. my work ethic and all that stuff. And, and they gave me a shot at, you know, being the writer's assistant. So I Well, did talking that. about work ethic, what does that mean? Were you the first one there and the last one gone? Um, <laughs> not you. I mean, just just kind of just being competent, you right. know, competent with the I notes, like competent. It. You know, you just kind of really have to. I mean, I think if you come at it, you know, with the attitude of this is just a means to an end, right? And I'm just gonna kind, you know, just like there's a tendency to just be like, you know, I'm just gonna kind of half-ass it through this right. kind of thing, and you know, you, you're not gonna impress anybody if you do, right. do no, that. So I like you know, that. I mean, I think you know, it's 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 important to. You know, keep writing right. and be a good writer. Yes. and you know, kind of look for feedback. Were you writing from... all the way along? Oh you yeah, were yeah, yeah. A I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just you know writing in my free time, good. all the time, kind of thing. But you know, I think writers are. I mean, uh, the writers on that show and any show are just going to appreciate you know you doing a good job for them as much as you know and, and help you know wanting to help you out right as much as just you know being a good writer kind yeah. of thing you know so it pays off yeah it yeah. does i've heard this from many people who have climbed the ladder yeah. it is all about what you put out yep um so all right the next transition for you then was from writer's assistant to script coordinator mm -hmm. how long was it in between those two um that was well when I got hired onto Entourage, they hired me as the writer's assistant. Right. And as we got closer to production, we didn't have a script coordinator, uh -huh. and I was kind of familiar. I had right. I'd done it for a short time right. on uh, another show right. uh, called Beautiful People. Right. And so I had a little bit of experience with it in that regard. Good. And so since I had that experience, you know, they kind of – because at that time, we had – two writer's assistants right. and no script coordinator. Right. So they just kind of moved me into the script coordinator position right. and uh, the other guy just into the writer's assistant. Now, what is the difference job-wise between a writer's assistant and a script coordinator? Well, um, it all depends on the show in terms of what I'm about to explain, just in that, like, a writer's assistant generally will be in the room a lot more because right. you'll be taking notes. Right. Um, I kind of explain a script coordinator as kind of being the conduit between the writing, you know, section right. of a show and production. Right. You're the one who's taking the script from, you know, the writers and kind of getting it ready for production. You're putting page numbers on it. Right. You're making sure, you know, distribution gets to everybody. You, you're, you know, um, you know, when revisions come out, you're making sure that the pages all line up because if so you do it wrong, the script is your like responsibility right. in the most massive way. Yeah, as exactly. a coordinator. Yeah, and yeah. so it's a it's it's a pretty stressful job. Yeah, I mean, it, it I seems can like kind of busy work. No, but I it's can certainly imagine. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you're who's going to get chewed out if something doesn't make it that right. was supposed to make it, or or if if you know something. If, yeah, if the wrong version goes yes. out, that's on you, kind yeah. of thing. You yeah. know, if if somebody worked off the wrong draft and you don't catch it then you know it kind of oh, comes back to you so that could be stressful yeah. definitely yeah. so going into entourage mm -hmm. uh what was it like to be on staff at entourage so did it help that you were the writer's assistant then script coordinator and then staff level did you feel comfortable say your first day as a staff writer because you you climbed the ladder there yeah, no, it was it was nice. It's a it was a nice way to get into it because right. you know, I can't Im I can't imagine 
your first day as a writer right. and never having been in a room before or right. you know even if you have been in a room before like working as a writer's assistant right. coming in with a bunch of you know new faces yeah and especially for me like I, I need a little while to kind of get to know people yes. you know where I start to feel comfortable kind of yeah pitching to them and yes. and putting myself out there kind of thing yeah so it was nice to go into a room with you know faces I knew do you feel like I always wonder this because I know like for the writer's assistant to get promoted that there do you feel like there's an extra pressure of let me really see you perform now because they know you in a different respect um, you know, I mean, everybody started somewhere, so everyone knows. Yeah, that. I mean, you feel that pressure. Yeah, I don't really think that it's necessarily extra pressure, right? Because you know, because there's they, pressure period in yeah. every staff position. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. You mean in terms of like starting out on the job yes. the first day kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, well, there's definitely there's a feeling of. You made the right choice, right? You know, wanting to prove that you know promoting you was not a mistake, which you're also going to feel if you know somebody brings you in just cold out of the blue, kind of thing, right? But there's also a sense of like, I want to validate, you know, this trust, right? You know, oh, I like that. I like know. that. So, what is what was the writers' room like on Entourage? Well, it kind of you know it kind of changed over the years. It was you know. It kind of started out bigger and it got smaller and smaller. And I, you know, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, with with a show like HBO, um, they work on a different time frame. Like you can come in earlier in the season and kind of work out the scripts, Mm -hmm. you know, beforehand. So it doesn't you don't necessarily need to have, you know, the kind of staff that you would normally. So everybody wrote on their own. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And what was that like for a newer writer? Like not having the crutch, say, of the room where everybody broke story. Did you like that better? Well, I mean, when when we started out, we had a little bit right. of a bigger room. Right. Um, and, you know, at that time, you know, we had some. It was It was nice for me because we had a couple other writers who were coming in for right. the first time. So we kind of all, you know, were going through those, you know, kind of those same kind of feelings of like jitters and and all that thing beforehand. So it was nice, you know, to have, you know, that kind of sort of camaraderie kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. You know, and, and, you know, it was, I'm sure, much harder for them coming in than it was for me just because, you know, I knew the people then. Yeah. And how about things like, jokes like when i look at humor on the entourage um did you how was it like when you were pitching story did you use jokes like how much pressure was there to be funny um i think you know for for a an idea to kind of pick up traction right i think it would need you know to be funny in its premise kind right. of like you weren't pitching necessarily jokes right you were just more pitching like you know story this where is a, jokes would organically yeah yeah come it's just of, it's a funny situation yeah. that the guys would find themselves in kind of thing and um you, you just kind of let the the jokes kind of come out of character and yeah. that kind of thing so you're not going in there you know pitching do you, you know. when you go into writing a comedy script and certainly this is kind of a hybrid between drama and comedy what like is there a rule for like how many jokes should be on a page? No, I mean I don't think that um, they kind of followed that. You know, like you know, Good. it's like usually like in a sitcom, it's like two jokes per page, right, or whatever it is, right, kind of thing. I mean, it was much more about story, story, yeah, yeah. and then drama certainly was a part of it, right. Looking yeah. at the characters on Entourage, who did you connect with the most? Who did you enjoy writing the most? I mean, I I enjoyed kind of pitching and, you know, kind of writing up scenarios for uh, Aryan drama. Right. Just because I, I, I felt like they were they were more, you know, the, the kind of, you could go to kind of those broader places with right. them, but it still felt like it had a, a very kind of, you know, it was coming from a, a reality you know grounded in the show kind right. of thing you right. know things that you wouldn't be able to get away with you know with the other guys necessarily definitely and yeah. how 
Did you guys, did the writers interact with the actors a lot? You know, not so much mm-hmm. on that. I mean, and I feel like, I mean, uh, the the showrunner definitely did, like, right. the exec produce much more, you know, but, but at our level, it was much more just kind of, you know, going in and, right. you know, pitching and, and helping kind of just, did you Did you know, produce your own episodes or no? Not, not not really. really. Yeah. No. What no. about on House of Lies? House of Lies, yeah, yeah. yeah I was when I was on House of Lies, you know, I was I was on set every day. And that oh, was, that's that great. was an ama- that's an amazing experience. Yeah, you know, that's es- exciting. Especially with, with the, the, the crew that they had on House of Lies. Oh, that's you know, great. So, yeah. Yeah, well I'm excited to get into that. Yeah. Thinking about what you thought of the writer's room, uh, in terms of what you thought it would be like versus what it was like. And I know Entourage, it's hard because there really wasn't, like, a formal room. Um, is there a formal room on House of Lies? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah we had a, a formal room, and, you know, it was, that was a, you know, kind of, you know, five days a week we'd come in and, and just, you know, pitch around ideas. So. Right. Yeah. All right. So did, was the room any different than what you thought it would be? Um, your preconception? You know, not, not really. I mean, it was because I, you know, been in rooms not not just as a writer, but as a writer's assistant. So right. I was kind of, you know, and it was, I mean, it was it was a, you know, it was a very, it was a great room. I mean, it, that that didn't surprise me, kind right. of thing, you know. Right. Um, you know, what about just, mistakes? Were there any mistakes you felt like, hmm, I wish someone had told me about that. I wouldn't have done that. N- not really. I mean, it's it's things that you know. I have it. I have an issue personally with you know just kind of speaking up. Like right. I'm, I'm. I've talked I'm, to many writers about this. Issue. I'm. I'm much more guarded than I should be. Like right. I want to kind of run an idea. You know, I have through my head. Right. And kind of you know, kind of see if there are any holes in it right. before I I pitch it out there. Right. But if you're with like a group of have people who have you run who, into trouble with that like have you run into trouble with people saying come on you need to speak up more not not so much right. i mean i feel it you know it's you it's more it. yeah right. it's more and and you know i i wouldn't be surprised if if other people had kind of felt it too cuz right. i i have a tendency to get you know quieter right and just like in my own head a yeah, little vanessa bit more yeah vanessa talked about that vanessa taylor i had on here and she said on her first job she said like, I was very quiet in the room. She's, no, she said she was very quiet, and she said, you know, it really took, like, someone saying, you mm-hmm. better speak up or you could lose your job. Right. And, and it, you know, and it, there was also recognition for her because it was at the beginning that it wasn't the right fit show-wise for her. Right. But she really learned, and she said, you know, you recognize the importance that you need to speak up. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's... You know that situation, I, I think, is also would be very freeing, right? Because at that point, I mean, your your whole basis is just like, I don't want to say something stupid, right? And, you know, have these people thinking that I'm an idiot, right? And you know that you know but they're, they're not going to listen like, to me. But it's very freeing, I yes. think, when you're told that because it's yeah. just like, well, now what's the worst that can happen? Like, right. You know, they I've already kind of got one foot out the door, so I might as well just you know throw it all against you know the wall in you know an attempt to and go balls out. Yeah, Let me exactly. Just do it. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? What what they're threatening is going to happen already. So, yeah. Yeah. I li- I like that. Like I remember, do you know? I remember climbing the ranks at Spelling, and I would see. I would be often be in a room with like me and eleven men mm-hmm. or something, and it it was very eye opening. And I remember going through the same type of thought process where it would be like, if you're going to speak up, make sure you're speaking up from a place of value. And make sure you don't say anything stupid. And yet, I would also say in that process that I saw people at the peak of their careers say really stupid things. And it made me feel more comfortable because it's like, you know what? So what? It really is about putting it all out there and something's going to stick. And you could I could even look at someone like Aaron Spelling and say there were there were days that he had that were off. That, sure. And there were days, you know, obviously with him, many more days that were on. Mm-hmm. But when I would look at his off days, it really kind of humbled the process and yeah. made you go, don't put this on a pedestal of something that it isn't. Because yeah. really ideas come 
from often from stupid right. things. Right. It's that thing you, you know? throw out there yeah. that is it, it probably is stupid, yeah. but it's going to make something uh, click for something somebody more. else. It's just going to yeah. it's going to be a seat. You know, get that thing yeah. going. Yeah. And you know, but speaking to this point, right. um I also feel like there is kind of a line right. where it's like, you know, you can't just it, there's a point that it becomes a very diminishing returns kind of thing, you know, right. where it's just like, you know, if you have if you go the uh, to the other extreme too right. much, right. then you're going to be seen as slowing right. down the process I kind agree. of thing, yeah, and you I know, agree. it's just like totally agree. so it's 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 basically finding that that balance it is. that that medium. And that's yeah. I think the biggest challenge for a staff writer. Right. Um. What was it like being there at the end of Entourage? Actually, I was not there at oh. the very end of okay. Entourage. Um, when I uh, left, uh, we had the the scripts had just finished uh, being, being right. written right. for uh, the last season, and um, that's when the House of Lies job came up. And right. so, you know, whereas I I usually would have stuck around till the end of production, but that's a happy problem. I yeah, like no, that. no, yeah, it's it's it, yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it would have been nice to have been there to kind of you know be there for the last day but um, yeah that's but but yeah, work yeah, yeah. is more important than anything yeah, else yeah and yes. I, that was that was a an opportunity i couldn't wait oh i love that i think that's great yeah well with that we are going to take our first break uh this is jen grisanti i am here with wes nickerson of house of lies you're listening to Storywise with entertainment consultant jen grisanti StoryWise is a podcast designed to give you the story behind the people who tell stories, offering you insight on what it takes to work as a writer in television and film. Hear this and other podcasts on www.jencrisanticonsultancy.com, a full-service writer consultancy committed to guiding your vision. Welcome back. Uh, so next, you're writing on House of Lies now, mm-hmm. and I love the show. I, I think it's great, certainly. I'm a, a story consultant, so you can recognize the masterminding of the business consultant type mentality, and uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. It is, I have to admit, like they go places, they push the envelope. Definitely. What has the experience been like from a writer's point of view? Now, you did talk about um, before the idea that there were certain a certain amount of episodes done, what 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 was entailed with that? Oh, um, I was just talking about um, how, you know, um, we had kind of written a certain amount of episodes before we went in to start, you know, shooting. Oh, and I see what you're saying. Yeah. Before when, you got to see how it played. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, okay. yeah. So, you know, um, once we kind of, you know, So you started line. from episode one with this new group of writers. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, it was How fantastic. was that? It was great. I mean, uh, you know, it was... The first time I had really uh, been, you know, there for kind of, you know, the beginning right. of the show kind of thing. And to just be, you know, kind of in the mix and, and with those, that those you know, writers when, uh, when we were kind of, you know, plotting out, you know, the show. And, you know, just to be there kind of on the ground floor was just really amazing. I and, love that because yeah. I love the idea of an even playing field. And everybody, like, coming into the concept at the same time. It is, you know, I think it's a fascinating show in the sense of really looking at the dark side of human beings as well as the light. What has that very sexual, very, very sexual. So how does that go into the thinking up of story? Um, You know, uh... Good question. I'm, I'm not really sure how to answer that yeah, question. Yeah, because it's like organically, do you just, you think of the story idea first, and then it's kind of like, who can we get together where? Because I do look at it. I mean, sex is such a big component. Right. Yes. No, it is. And, you know, I, I think it's, you know, kind of, you know, a big part of, of the, the world and, right. and, you know, the kind of story. Not a part of my world, but <laughs> well, I'm glad that it's a part of their world. You know, it, well, it's it's funny. I mean, obviously, it's it's taken to yes. an extreme. An extreme. Certainly. Yes, it is. But, um, you know, and, and, you know, it, it all depends on, on who you talk to. Right. As well, in terms of, like, you know, just how much of this really goes on. I mean, right. you know, we've had consultants come in and talk to us and, like, you know, the, the point system 
that they have, you know, when they're on the road kind of thing. You know, that, I was, that was kind of a real really? thing we had heard, you know, from one of the, the people that we talked to. Are there so. a lot of teams like this that exist that fly from place to place in yeah, these big yeah. type of jobs? Yeah, that's, um, that's wow. kind of how they, you know, they're, yeah. they're pods. They're, uh, you know, this group. You know, right. It's usually these guys, and, and they'll be they'll be on the road kind of four days a week working a job, and then, you know, one day one day back at the office kind of thing. That's a fascinating lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, fascinating. What, um, like with the creator, was there any experience in the background? Like what, what inspired the idea? Do you um, it's it's based on a book. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so what is that like for you as a writer? Knowing that... Well, I mean, I when I came in... Um, they, uh, you know, the the pilot had already been written and shot, right? And uh, you know, the pilot written by Matthew Carnahan. Yeah, you know, he's great. Yeah, he's a genius really writer. Really great. Um, and so you know, the the characters and the world, you know, had kind of, you know, it had been set up right you know, through that pilot kind of thing. So when we came in, it was mostly about you know, first step was kind of we'd read the pilot, obviously, you know, got a feel for the characters a little bit. And is and, it uh, one book or a series of books? No, it's it's one book. One I mean, book. it's and it's not it's not a novelization. It's it's right. a it's a you know just kind of like a inside peek into the world of management consulting. Right. And so you know you know we got there, read the book, and the uh, the author of the book, uh, Martin Kine, he, right. um, came in and kind of just like spoke to us for a week and answered any oh, kind I of questions that. that we had about management consultant. Right. You know, and so. You know, and did you guys get to go on the job anywhere or see anyone, or did you just kind of? No, it was most. It was yeah. mostly you know having them uh, come in, great, and have him and you know speak to the group. Yeah, and we yeah. you know we spoke to um, you know a few you know management consultants just to get the kind of different perspective. You yeah. Know, Kind of thing. Kind of um, reminds me a little of like it's more a modernized version of like the job that uh, that Rick Richard Gere had in Pretty Woman. Like how he would go into companies, uh, like it was like how he would go into a company and really essentially mm -hmm. save the company, right? Which is a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The idea that he would travel from place to place. Yeah, and with management consultants, yeah. they they want to make you think that they want to uh, right. that they're saving it, right? And that uh, you can't save it without yeah, them. Yeah, I love of thing. that. So yeah, I love that. It's a very interesting world. Going into like the idea of Don Cheadle's character, how. Mm -hmm. um, how is that approached? Like when you when you think about the characters of a brand new show, mm -hmm. like is there a discussion of okay, this is the voice of like I want like does the showrunner go into an idea of I know you guys all read the pilot and read the book, so for this character I am thinking of this type of like I want this type of voice to really resonate or come out. Yeah, I I think that you know. It's more of like, uh, you know, here's, you know, there's this amazing character that, that he's established, and it's just like, let's talk as a group about, you know, what we, you know, just uh, just kind of breaking him down kind right. of thing. You know, this character, you know, it's And just then like, what about as a new writer on the show? Like, do you feel an obligation of how, like, what is your process as far as diversifying the different voices of the different characters? Um, you mean in terms of just like so they don't all sound alike? Oh well, I you know I, that had kind of that was well established. When we, I mean, you know, in the pilot, you've got these distinctly you know <laughs> different kind of characters, and so you know it's just kind of it's it's just kind of breaking each of them down as a group kind of thing, and just you know just talking about anything with them, you know, just right. like what makes them unique, what are their fears, you know, so. Right, I yeah. like that. What about dialogue? Is that something that comes easy to you? How, how do you work on dialogue? Dialogue, I feel like, has always come pretty easy to me. Right. Um, you know, not not that, you know, not that it's easy. I, I feel like I have. A knack for it. A knack for yeah. it. Yeah, I, you know, when I was first starting out, I felt like that was one of the, the strongest elements of my writing was Good. Like, I, you know, you can, I could kind of, I felt like I had an ear and, you know, I could watch a show and kind of pick up the voice of the characters right. pretty quickly. And, you know, I think that's one of those things where that's kind of innate. Right. More than I agree. other things mm -hmm. in, I mean, you can, 
you can practice structure. You can learn structure. You right. can kind of get better at structure. And you can get better at, you know, writing voices and right. kind of picking up particular voices and making them unique. But it, it, it's definitely, there's a big element of just like you kind of either have it or you don't. Right. And if you don't, then, you know, you spend a lot of time just kind of, you know, just really listening to, you know, characters talk, listen to people talk, kind of focus in on right. that kind of thing. And it's, you know, it's just kind of something that you can, you know, hopefully kind of train your ear for kind of thing. Did you, what were some of the spec scripts you wrote? What spec script did you write to get on Entourage and what did they read to staff you on House of Lies? Um, there was no one um, spec that they read. Okay, for Entourage. so they but read I'd your been, scripts. Yeah, I've right. just been kind of pitching ideas mm-hmm. mostly. And, oh, good. And that kind of I thing. I like it. And so uh, they gave me a shot. Um, in terms of House of Lies, um, they had read a pilot right. that uh, that I had written. Great. And they thought, you know. They, what was the concept for the pilot? The pilot was uh, basically it was about a, a guy who works in satellite radio. Right. And he was kind of this. Tom Likasy kind of character right. you know, on the radio. He had this very specific, you know, masculine uh, personality. But right. when he was off the air, he was just kind of like a very different guy. Right. So um, it was just kind of about his kind of struggle between, you know, who he was on air and how that affected oh, his like personal that. life kind of Good. thing. Yeah. And did the pilot get you a lot of heat before? Or was this the first, Was did you write it relatively recently before you got the job? I had written it um, a couple years before, oh, and so yeah, right. you know, I, I you know brought it to. Uh, and now, what about agent wise? At what point did you get an agent? I got my agent after I got staffed on Entourage. Okay. I got started to get you know calls. Right. And that was always the, of course that was always the big catch twenty two. Yes. Of getting an agent, it's right. Like, it's really tough to get anybody to read your stuff unless you have a job, and you can't get a job unless right. you have an agent. So yes, but. Um, but the way I had gone, kind of, you know, working Helps my that. way up, then, you know, you that, got that your first them, job. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So who is your agent? I'm a UTA. Oh, great. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love UTA. I love um, it. Yeah. They're fantastic. Good. Who are your direct people? Uh, Joel Be- oh, yeah. and uh, Larry Souls. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. That's terrific. Yeah. Um, and would you say, like, for writers now who are going, how do I ever get an agent? It's interesting. Like, with Writers on the Verge this year, we were able to get seven of the eight agents. Oh, nice. With the other one had an agent. Okay. So uh, we were able to, so all eight have agents without a job. Mm-hmm. So my hope was that maybe there's an opening that people are being more open to the idea of developing new writers. My yeah. hope yeah. is that we're shifting back toward that open time. Right, right, right. You yeah. know? Yeah. And, you know, and, it seems to me that that's kind of happening to a certain extent. Yes. With, you know, just kind of like, you know, um, people getting signed off of stuff that's on the Internet kind yeah. of thing. That seems to have I made, agree. It, that, that has made a big kind of shift. I've had writers ask me about that. They're like, Jen, should I blog? Should I do? I'm like, you should do whatever will get you attention. Yeah. You should yeah. blog. You should have web series. You should be on Funny or Die. Right. You exactly. should do anything that yeah. brings you attention. Yeah. No, and that's a good way to do it. And, yeah. you know, it's just it's a great way to kind of creatively get your stuff out there. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, do you have any mentors on the show right now? Uh, <laughs> it sounds very cheesy, but right. I mean, I feel like uh, kind of. All the writers are, are mentor. I mean, like, oh, I you know, I, I've, I've learned some from each of them, yeah. certainly, kind of. And I know it sounds cheesy and right. kind of like No, that. it doesn't. But, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm the uh, lowest level right. there and everybody else. Isn't that else, fascinating? You're a co-producer and you're the lowest yeah. level. Wow. And, um, yeah, so it's just been, you know, and these guys have experience and, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're really, they're all great, you know, story-wise. Right. You know, just like being in the room. So, you know, I've, I've learned you know, a lot from all of them, you know, and, and in particular Matthew, you know. Oh, great. Just in how to, you know, how he runs the room. And, just, and what know. that's actually brought up a good thing. So what is the experience like when you say are low man on, on the totem pole, even though I think a lot of shows, there is no har- hierarchy. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, in the, good idea. in the room. Right. There is no, I just mean like, you know, right. I was the guy with kind of the least amount of experience. Right. Kind of coming in uh, right. to the show. Um, I mean, you know, it, 
in the room, we're all certainly like treated as equals and expected that's to good. you know contribute Some the same shows and everything. Some shows it's different, mm-hmm. so that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. What would you say like navigating the relationship with the showrunner? What is some advice you have on that for a newer writer? You know, just kind of figure out why he wants you, he or she wants you there. Right. Kind of thing. Um, Because at the end of the day, we're all kind of there to to help the showrunner see their vision through. Right. You know, so it's, and for, in my experience and shows that I've been writer's assistant on, script coordinator on, writer on, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's all been different. Sometimes it's like, you know, it's a more like, let's all kind of, you know, bring this thing to fruition. Like, like I want to hear, you know, different ideas. Sometimes it's more like, you know, the showrunner will have a very specific idea of where he wants to go. And, uh, you know, they'll want your help in, you know, Going, you know, going to that place, right? Kind of thing. I, I'm, I'm explaining this kind of poorly, but um, just I think it's helping shepherd their vision. It's helping, yeah. yeah. It's and and you know, they're you know, the trick is to just figure out like what is going to be most helpful to them, and what is your strength that they see being beneficial in that process. Um, I think, although that makes it sound like you're not, they're the active one. You're the active one in helping them see what you can do. To, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, if it's if it's kind of you know uh, more the feedback, right, in terms of what they've done, then you know just fo- really focus on that. If it's right. like they want more, like you know, give me some good pitches for you know ideas for you know an an episodic storyline, right, and you know focus on that. So it's you know it's it's figuring out. And, and I mean, it's not. I don't think it's that hard to figure out once right. you've been working with somebody. You'll you'll see like kind of their needs and how you can be beneficial, right? And kind of helping out that way. Good. And now you mentioned that you each get to produce your own episodes. So what is mm-hmm. that like? Uh, that is fantastic. I mean, I, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's very interesting and very cool to be on set to just kind of see the words right. you wrote Come just kind of life. you know yeah and were you know. a lot of words changed on set do you do um there weren't a whole lot right. i mean we did Good. some we did some improvising and we right. kind of like you know when we're on set you know when they're going through it it's like you know there'll be instances of like this isn't really making sense to me or you know what if we go at it this way and it's you know right and it's it's always it, at least in my experience on the show it was always in the right direction it was always right. you know you know, just building, Good. which is kind of, which is the point of like a script, you know? It's, Do it's, the actors improv at all? Um, some, I mean, it all depends. Yeah. It all depends on the scene. Right. Kind of thing. Um, you know, that show we had, especially, and especially my episode, like, because we had brought in some people who weren't regulars. I mean, everybody on that show is a great improviser. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just cool to have, to have your script in their hands kind yeah. of thing and, and see what they do with it. Because a lot of times, you know, um, it won't be an improvised, like, it won't be improvised dialogue. Right. But you will, they'll, you know, attack a scene from a different angle than right. you kind of had in your mind kind of thing. Right. And it's, you know, it's just cool to watch because you're just like, yeah. you know, you, you know, and I mean, every time it happened on my episode, it was just like, I hadn't seen it that way. And right. Yeah, that's that's a cooler way to come at it. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah. like it. So it's just, you know, it's... Putting it's, your ego at the door and just being open to the creative process. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I think that's great. Now, what would you say, did you always know you wanted to be a writer? What you know, I, I pretty much did. Right. I kind of, I, I ended up circling around back to it kind of thing. Right. I mean, I... I Kind of grew up watching the Dick Van Dyke show, and I'm right. obsessed with that show I kind love of thing. It. Yes. Um, and as I got older, I kind of, you know, I, I, it took me a while to to kind of take the plunge to like commit myself to doing, you know, to to going to school for right film and TV production kind of thing. Right. But you know, after I decided, okay, this is definitely what I want to do, and I kind of went to school, you know, not knowing if I wanted to do the directing thing more or right. the editing thing more. Um, but And you grew up where, in New York? I grew up in New Hampshire. Oh, great. Yeah, and then uh, I, I did a year at the University of New Hampshire, and that was kind of where I ultimately realized, you know, 
that I wanted to do film stuff. So that's when I transferred to NYU. Right. And I graduated from NYU. And it was at NYU that I kind of got back to writing, which was like, you know, I thought, you know, maybe I'd like to pursue directing or editing. But it was writing that I I felt, you know, was my strongest point and what I enjoyed most. Right. So... That is terrific. Yeah. Now, when you think about the your ideas, how many pilots have you written? Um, I've written, gosh, I want to say four or five. Right. And I've written one good one. <laughs> right. You know, right. Because I they love were, that. They were all, That's you know, it's just like, yeah. It, but it's a hard script to write. It's you know, I I feel like, you know, if you think that you can write your first script, right, or your first five scripts. And any of them are going to be that good, and you're devastated by the fact that they're not. Then, you know, you shouldn't be devastated. Good, it, you I know, because like, like I think somebody said, you know, it takes like ten thousand hours yes. of doing yes. anything oh, before yes. you can consider uh, yourself. Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, tipping point. Uh, yeah. Is that, yeah, yes. Uh, and I, I think that's, I mean, so true, especially in writing, because yes. you know, it's just people have various degrees of, you know ability that they yeah. start from yeah but you know it it, it takes a while yeah to it's learn putting how to be the good time in the practice yeah. in yeah. i deal with that a lot like managing expectations right. and having someone who will come out and ha- think you know oh i have the best pilot idea in the world and expecting for their very script first script that they've ever written to hit it out of the ballpark and that yeah. it's gonna sell yeah and and i where it's my- devastating when that doesn't happen <laughs> yes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, but um, it, it's helpful to kind of understand that yeah, going in. Is, yeah. It is. Yeah. It helps. It helps the writer to just deal because truthfully, like when I look over my career of the last twenty years, it and I see like now when I look at all the people creating pilots, these are people who I knew at the beginning of my career. Mm-hmm who were staff level writers. Right. And so now they're it's their time now. Yeah. Because they put the work in. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so and I'm not it trust me, I'm all about the idea of embracing new and exciting ideas and some that times that means it will come from a new writer. Right. And you never know. But it's also recognizing that when you do the time and understand the process and hone your craft, yeah. then when it's time to sell the pilot, there will be a much greater, I think, a much stronger experience all the way around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's all about timing. Was being, so you said in college you knew you wanted to be a TV writer. Was that your goal coming out here? Definitely writing or was it directing or anything else or definitely writing? It was definitely writing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I knew that, you know, I needed to kind of focus in on something. Right. Um, you know, I, I've seen it a lot with people um, who kind of don't, stay out here that long is right. like they want to be in the film industry or they want to be in tv but they're not sure right what they want to do and if you don't have like a passion and yeah. a clear you know it, it's easy to get frustrated because it's it's not going to happen yeah so if you don't have that kind of passion yeah to, you know really struggle for it essentially yeah then you know it's it's why do it because it is such a hard yes thing to do i you know it's a it's a good point i tell people like if you don't eat, breathe, and sleep it, and you feel that there's something else that can make you just as happy, right? Do that. Yes. Yeah. Because it, and I've had people directly ask me it, and I say, you know, you first of all, only you can answer the question, and the fact that you're asking the question is something you might want to think about, right? And and it really is looking at. Um, I think we're as a society so obsessed with a quick fix mm-hmm. with reaching our destination yesterday yeah. without really recognizing that part of the joy a lot of the joy comes from the journey yeah and so it's it's really looking at um you know i i think looking at these jobs and how lucky we are yeah you know to be in this business and doing what we love but there's a lot that goes into that. Certainly, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. So much that goes into yeah. that. What do you see for yourself career-wise in the next five years, and what do you hope 
that that path will look like? I mean, I'm I'm hoping you know in five years, you know, best case scenario, you know, have have my own show that I'm, right. I'm show running kind of thing. I love thing. it. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to be happy if yes. I'm still you know working on a show that I like. Right. You know what I mean? Because yes. you know that's that's a, a win in itself. You know, yes. I've, I've been very fortunate in that I've been two for two in that you know right. I've been on you, you know shows you have that been two great shows yeah yeah I've yeah. been you know shows that I've I really enjoyed and I was you know uh, and I'm a fan of right so you know that that'll be nice if that that can stay right. consistent too I hope so too yeah, yeah I like that um and before my last question so I always like like when you look at say the philosophy of Doug Allen versus Matthew Carnahan, like what what did you learn from both as far as their philosophy toward how to run a show and um, the writing process? I think, um, you know, from Doug, I learned a lot about, you know, stakes, mm -hmm. just like it was, you know, just always what are the stakes here? Right. Kind of thing in, in a story. That's and a good important thing to learn. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because it, it can definitely get I lost ask that in the all shuffle. The time. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, and it's, you know, also just kind of like stay staying true to a character's voice. Right. Like there can there can be stories that you want to pitch. Right. But it's, you know, it's like does that really make sense for the character? Right. Kind of because you, you know, you can think it's the funniest story in the world kind of thing, but if if it's not believable coming from right. from our characters, then it's not going to hit. Then, then yeah. you know, it, it just it's you're you're dead at the gate, right? Kind of thing, right? With that situation, right? I yeah. like that. Yeah, Matthew. You know, I feel like of the what stuck with me the most was kind of really breaking down the characters, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like right. just learning a lot about them, just right. knowing where they came from. I like, love you that. Know, you know, just like just really kind of understanding understanding them. the wound yeah that's understanding driving yeah them. exactly yep. yeah and just kind of knowing them inside and out kind yeah of thing yeah know? oh i like that yeah. i like that i think that's a great thing yeah all right so for the last question do you have any gold nuggets of advice that you learned along the way that you would like to share um yeah it's uh, it's cliche but always right i mean yeah. no matter what i mean like i understand Jobs are hard, and you know it's like, especially if you're just starting out and you're working a P as a PA, and you know you're you're working 12, 14 hours a day. Find a little time to write, to, you know. Yes. And just um, just kind of get yourself in the world, right? Kind of thing, you know. It's just, especially if you're just starting out, you know, you yeah. got to start somewhere, and you know, the way things, the way so much happens, it's just through like, you know, friend heard of a job, yes. you know, if you want to, you know, be a writer's assistant, you know, that that's how those jobs come through is like meeting friend of a friend meeting. Be, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so being on shows, you know, knowing people who are, you know, are going to hear of those kinds of jobs mm -hmm. and can kind of give you a heads up Great. and who will speak positively for you kind of thing. And just try and get into rooms yeah. in any kind of capacity. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're working as a kind of a writer's PA or whatever, you know, just ask to, Anything. Sit, ask yeah. to sit in, just ask to be around it because like you learned so much from, being from in just being in there yeah. and observing and how story is broken kind Great. of thing. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that that I learned it's just like you know how a story is broken for television Un until you're kind of in those rooms you can't really you know you can't you can't know it right Unt yeah until you're in it yeah 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 I think that's great and you just have to uh put yourself out there which is is a lesson for myself is your usually. NYU group still good to one another Are oh yeah no good? absolutely yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it and um it, it's nice because um you know we're at that point where you're all are, growing things are starting together. to happen for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, my friend, uh, John, he's a, he's a producer 
and uh, he's a writer as well, um, but he's a producer. His film festival is just about to premiere. Great. And so I've got another friend who's uh, running the room at Stevie TV, which is a show on VH1. So, you know, it's it's things are starting to click for, for friends. So it's, 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 it's exciting times. Love it. Yeah. That is fantastic. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. You, you got it. It's my pleasure. So I am going to share a few upcoming events. Uh, I'm going to be speaking at the Great American Pitch Fest on June 2nd. I'm teaching the class Writing the TV Pilot. It will be at 2.30 on June 2nd. And Friday Night Drinks in June will be at the Marriott uh, in Burbank where the Pitch Fest is. So uh, please go to www.pitchfest.com to find out more. I, I then am going to be with the TV Writers Summit. Very excited. In two, we are going to be going to London at the end of June, June 24th and 25th. And then we are going to Australia in September. And we'll be there the weekend of September 8th and 9th and the weekend of September 15th and 16th. And we are all looking very much forward to this. This is going to be myself, Chad Gurbich, Ellen, Ellen Sandler, and Troy DeBoyd. And we will be covering television from top to bottom. And in addition, I have a new premium story subscription, and this is $22.95 a month. You can look on my website at www.jengrisanticonsultancy.com. The purpose of the story subscription is to get you into a daily practice of writing and to be able to give you direct feedback on your log lines and you get a 15 minute pitch every month or you can send me a one to two page pitch document and uh, it's all about creating a community so if you are interested please check it out on my website and I want to thank all of you for joining us today I'm Wes Nickerson and we are out this is Jen Grisanti of Jen Grisanti Consultancy Inc. You've been listening to StoryWise with Jen Grisanti. If you're looking to get to the next step in your career and need a guide who has been there and knows what it takes, go to www.jengrisanticonsultancy.com. On the website, you can also find the latest on writing programs, feature film festivals, and other writing competitions. This podcast was recorded at the studios of Icebox Logic.